I love it. I always know when you hear the music because there's the jump, jump. I, I can't help it. It pops on and jump, it just jump. <laughs> it just hits me. Jump, jump. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners everywhere in the world. The global audience. That's right. Yay. Yay. Well, welcome back to Queen's Best, the podcast where the Queen's Chamber of Commerce provides a positive platform for our small businesses, restaurants, and food and beverage businesses to tell their stories and tell us why they're so unique while we taste their flavors. They're extremely (laughs) unique. And yeah, they're extremely unique. And where are we? You can find us any and everywhere you get your podcast. Also on Instagram. At Queen's Best, the podcast. And... Check out Queen's Chamber's website at www.queenschamber.org. We have another great episode for you. We are super excited to welcome Francisco and Patrick, the duo behind Addictive Wine and Tapas Bar right here in beautiful Jackson Heights, Queens. I have been looking forward to this for a long time. Ever since I walked into this space for the very first time, it's been one of my favorites. And uh, the person that I met when I first came in, Francisco, is quite the Renaissance man. And uh, I've just been incredibly impressed. Food is delicious. So this is, this is really exciting. I can't wait to hear about this Renaissance man and <laughs> all that he is doing aside from wine and tapas. You were excited last episode because we talked to who? I know. I'm always excited, which kind of, I need a scale for my excitement because we <laughs> talked to the sisters, Hilda and Sashari Melendez, who have Blue Royale Cakes and who just opened a second spot um, to really work with the bakers in the area. And these ladies, they just, they blow my mind. One of the really cool things they're doing is um, mentoring and bringing in people to teach baking to and they, they're just incredible sisters, and their Puerto Rican designer cakes are just fantastic. The Tres Leches cake in a jar was to die for. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like it real soggy. I don't like soggy stuff. We've had this conversation early it's a on. Milky. But it was really good. Yeah. I passed on the icing, and I went straight in for that milky, mushy goodness that they had in the jar. Yeah. Fantastic. It was delicious. So was tune really in good. and listen to that episode because you'll learn so much from them. Lauda. Yes. Trending in your food world. <sighs> yeah. Is there anything trending? I mean, there, there always is because it just so happens that everywhere I go to quote unquote work, I get fed. So lately I've been working in Jackson Heights a lot and I just ate at Oven Bites, um, a really great new spot on 37th that's owned by... Andres and his mother, Maria. Andres. And I encourage everybody to go there. They're really doing a good job trying to create a little outdoor space for themselves. And what's their cuisine? It oven bites is pizza and burgers and wings and salads. Mm. 
stuff on the go. Mm. Yeah. And this is perfect weather for on-the-go food. It is. It's beautiful out. Yeah. How about, how about for you, Jeff? I'm back to the muffins. All right. It's, Every time I see a muffin recipe, I think of you. Orange cranberry <laughs> muffins. Is that what you're making? Do you know the muffin man? I'm back at it again. <laughs> But they're so good. They're you, like it's, I'm looking for your bag. Are you sharing? You're not carrying any. The, the, okay, so the next time I see you, I'm going to bring you one of my little muffins. You, you heard it here first. Yes, Jeff is I'm bring bringing you her a muffin. So Woo. we want to hear what you're eating, what's trending with you. Slide into our DMs, message us on Instagram, and let us know what you are eating, what's trending with you. Yes. Where you want us to go? That's right. Where you, we want to hear from you. We want to hear. We want to know what you're doing. So I just have one quick question. Like pairing of wines, because we know wine and food, this is like taking us into our next segment. Wine and food is so wonderful. What's the importance of the pairing? The importance of the pairing. Yes. Well, I can't wait until we ask our expert this question. But for me, it's sensory in all different ways, from the nose to the palate to the what you see. Um, it's, I mean, it enhances the experience of both food and wine to put things together. Okay. But I think we have someone to ask. Okay. So in our next segment, we're going to find out from said individual <laughs> what it is that is really important about pairing. So coming up, next segment... Francisco and Patrick. special guest, Lauda. Yes. I'll let you do the honors. Well, I am so excited to welcome you, Francisco, from Addictive Wine and Tapas. I cannot wait to hear more of your story, your origin story, what makes you tick, and what all of this food and wine business is about. Super. Well, thank you for having me uh, with you guys. It's a pleasure uh, to have you in a home. We're it's a lovely to home, too. It is. And Look you can the smell good stuff, and too. You can smell a lot. Yes. Right yeah. What's cooking? Uh, right now, we are putting together our ingredients for the paella tonight. Oh, my goodness. They're, They're working a on a, like a fumet right now. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-huh. We should tonight stick we around have, for paella. We, we usually um, make like a events, like um, specific times, you know, during the, during the month. Uh, and today's the first one uh, for the year. Wow. That we put in together our paella. Wonderful. Oh. Well, how did you get to this place? Yes. Well, <laughs> it's been a nice uh, journey, you know, to arrive into uh, the restaurant business that I never thought that I was going to be. Um, but then everything started with the wine shop, with the wine. And uh, before that, it started in my mother's kitchen in Dominican Republic. Um, that was... 40 years ago, <laughs> maybe. Um, and then my mother used to cook 
um, small bites, you know, and then she used to sell in school mm. during the break uh, for the kids. And then uh, she used to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And sometimes, you know, we have to wake up early also to go to school. Then I check everything that she was doing. And sometimes, sometimes we need to help as well, you know, before we go to school. And then when we were in school at 10 o'clock, it was her sitting in there selling everything. <laughs> and by 10, <laughs> 10, 30, the break was over. And then she already had the leaving uh, for the day, wow. you know, through, through that. And then I think that it stayed in, in my system, even though I wanted to do things in a different way because I grew up in a small town in Dominican Republic uh, called Santiago. Actually, Santiago is the big city. Villa Gonzalez is like in a small village that belongs to Santiago. Then there, um, it, was, it was a beautiful childhood, you know, like um, around so many different things, so many smells, uh, mm -hmm. because my grandmother was the one living in the house too. Then I think that, you know, now when, when we were talking about wine before, all those memories also come into the wine. Yeah. And we're going to be talking more about the pairing that you yeah. actually say. But then um, when I was uh, already um, after my high school, then I went to college and I graduated first as an interior designer. Uh, that was in 1993. Then I moved to New York because that was part of the dreams. And I went to FIT and I also graduated from FIT. Then I took marketing, uh, fragrance and cosmetics after that major. Okay. And I was working in the fashion industry. Then many years after, then the cooking comes into, back into my life when we opened, we decided to open a one shop. We live in Jackson Heights um, um, since I moved to the U.S. Then we opened the first store right here on 87 and um, Northern Boulevard. Let, let's just say it's more 87 because it's funny that the front of the building is Jackson Heights, but then the side of the building is East Elmhurst. <laughs> <laughs> the dividing lines. Then the store, it was opening East Elmhurst. We always try to say Jackson Heights. But we love uh, East Elmers as well. Then um, it was successful because we tried to do something different uh, because I was coming from that marketing industry uh, between Saks, Bloomingdale's, in the fashion industry. Then um, in the way that I saw the marketing there, I thought that it was, uh, I was going to be able to bring it into Jackson Heights uh, in some way. You know, like some, some, sometimes a companies help you to build a business and then they, they, they help you, you know, with different tools for you to do it. And that was what I did, you know, with the, with the tasting. In order for us to have tasting uh, Fridays and Saturdays, it was something that, that we have to use and it worked perfect. Oh, okay. Then we saw the need that we need food because every single customer that it was coming for the tasting, we had a table and then everybody was sitting around the table uh, it was great because it was, uh, you were feeling the community on the table, mm. you know, like people were talking about different things. Yeah. You know, politics is always something that people actually talk when they're on the table, religion. Right. Um, but they were talking about many different things, in, but above everything, they were talking about wine. Mm. Uh, how much passion they were actually getting from all the uh, winemakers uh, that they were coming um, to, the, to the wine bar, to the, present, to the wine shop to do all the presentations. Then we saw the need, and I told Patrick one day, do you see across the street? That is small space we're going to open something, you know, to cook, maybe tapas. And at this moment, it's already a reality of seven years. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but happy. Quite the story. Yeah. Then we started the idea. It was more tapas, but then we feel that tapas. We were we wanted to combine different countries and not necessarily just Spain. Mm -hmm. You know. And then the the term tapas is just pretty much Spain. Then we decided to create a specific tapas that belongs to other countries in, in the Mediterranean. And that's why at this point we actually say that we are Mediterranean tapas mm. in some way because we have a combination of ingredients from Spain, uh, Italy, uh, I say France, France, Italy, Spain, and even Greece. We have a little touch of um, you know the feta cheese, then we have the breeches from uh, from France, uh, from Italy. You know, like we have a little bit of everything, uh, and also because we have an extensive uh, wine list that has wines from all over the world. Like how ex from all over the world, but like variety. How many? If you had to by the glass, you have about twenty-five. Wow. Between uh, sparklings, rosés, white, uh, and red, and uh, aperitif and digestive, and then we have another eighty by the bottle from the cellar. And in the store, we have about 300 different SKUs, and we try to keep everything more um, catered. You know, not things that are popular in, in liquor stores, right. because we believe a little bit um, in, um, you know, right now, uh, a lot of people have passion for natural wines mm -hmm. or orange wines, uh, things that do not have sulfites, uh, people that are actually trying to learn more. And um, it is... It's important to have a little bit of all, all those things because mm -hmm. in reality, um, they help the system in a different way. You know, it's better to us uh, to consume things that are not mass, you know, and that's the whole concept of addictive, including also ingredients. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So it sounds like you really curate your wine selection based on what people want but also what you know in the wine world. So tell us a little bit more about how you, how you choose the wines. Right. Mostly, you know, it's, it's going to happen in, different, in many different ways. You know, like when you're selling to, a, let's just say, a regular liquor store, um, mostly people are going to buy because they're giving deals. Uh, oh, this wine is actually less expensive, you know, get it because you're going to make more profit. But for us, it doesn't work that way. Um, mostly, I check the producer. Um, right now, when you're talking about orange wines, that they have a lot of demand for the consumers that come to our stores. Um, also, you know, like uh, knowing what is um, um, from what countries are you getting wines. You know, what is more popular, popular, but in a in a good way. Um, and also, you know, having a little bit of every single country. You know, to at the moment that you walk inside the store, you have a representation of something that you're looking for. Yeah, everywhere, because there are a lot of trending wines, like you said, skin contact wines, Croatian wines mm -hmm. are trending. I mm -hmm. You guys have some of those in the... We have a lot of Georgian as Georgian. well from the Republic yes. of Georgia. Uh, they, actually, they actually claim and is known now as the first country producing wine. Uh, they age everything in clay bottles. Oh. Uh, then also for the sweetness, they don't add additional um, sugar into them, residual sugar, mostly... What they do is to leave the grapes a little bit more longer, mm -hmm. and then the sweet gets like more intense at the moment that they pick the grapes. Um, for me, I'm, I'm very passionate about the wine because to every single vineyard that you go, or um, winemakers, it is, it, it is something that 
you've related to a passion when you're an actor that even though sometimes you're not making money, right. you have the passion for it. And then when they talk to you, it's like, you're like, wow. Or when you go to the vineyard and you're picking grapes and you see with the passion and the respect that they actually have for what they do is, is something that is amazing and that I'm happy uh, to be able to complete you know, the job because they start the job, I finish the job. Right. <laughs> Speaking of passion, what is your favorite one? Um, you know, I, I always talk about wine in a mood uh, and also palate. Like every day, you, your palate will change. Okay. Like it's going to change according to how you feel, uh, what are you doing at the moment that you're working. You know, it's, it affects many different things. However, I have a passion for Tempranillos, which is actually the most popular grape in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, that was, um, I think that you're having something else. Uh, but then, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the grapes that fulfill my system. <laughs> and it's actually very important to know how to pair the wine more because at the moment that you're eating, if you're having, let's just say seafood, okay. so you're having anchovies right. uh, with a carpaccio of uh, tomatoes at the, at the bottom and then you have some piquillos uh, and some um, peppers, it's going to be much better if you pair with the white. Why? Because at the moment that you pair with the white, the white wines, you know, specific one, let's just say Albariño, that is one of the most popular grapes in, um, in Spain, in Rias Baisas, uh, north, um, it's going to clean the palate right away. You finish eating your anchovies, clean the palate. <laughs> if you actually right. decided to pair with the red, it's a disaster because the red is going to dirt your tongue and your complete palate. It's mm. going to be very complicated. For some people, it doesn't really matter. But for me, um, I try my best uh, to teach a little bit, you know, to actually, to, because it's going to compromise the food, you know, in many different ways, you know, when you actually pair with a red wine. Yeah. yeah. So is that something that you do for your customers and patrons? Do you explain at the table? Yeah, we try our best. Yeah. Some customers are complicated with the system that what they like mostly is the funny part with the men um if they drink in red and you say oh let's let me just offer you this little rosé it's going to oh no rosés are for women right all the all the women that comes and tell you in the store uh, can i have a wine for men <laughs> I like it. They should put that label on there. Right, and I say, in reality, wine doesn't have any kind of sex. You know, you actually, and then the other, the other thing that people actually have the misperception is that when you ask for red or white, that is sweet. There's nothing mm. wrong with the wine to be sweet. Well, that's why there's so many varieties of wine and grapes. Mm. You know, and it's because for you to be happy. And Correct. that's what I tell customers here when they're actually <laughs> sitting on the table. And then uh, maybe the, the man wants something a little bit sweet and the, one, the wife or the, girl, uh, the girlfriend uh, likes um, something dry. And I say, and then they're going to get a bottle. And I said, no, you know, I, I understand it's about compromise, but it doesn't mean that you cannot have what you want tonight. Correct. Just have you read 
dry, have you sweet bread by the glass. Yes. And that's it. Yes. You know, and that way and you're happy. happy. When you're drinking wine, <laughs> you need to be happy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Francisco, going back to the food, are these recipes then that you brought with you as you grew? Are they are they home recipes? Let's just say that I have uh, home recipes. Um, let's just say one of my favorite uh, desserts is, well, let's just start with the, with the, the food. The meatballs is actually... In my house, uh, my mother is cooking. Um, she actually made the meatballs. She never liked the idea of putting too much bread into the into the meat. Um, then she made minimum um, bread, made the, the whole meatball, put it in the pan, no oil, nothing. Cover, and the meatball started like bringing all the juice out. Then in my case, then I put wine. Mm. And then I put the breadcrumb is gluten-free, mostly to accommodate every single customer that come, that maybe they're gluten-free, right. and then you need to accommodate that part as well. And then that's actually, and the sauce, you know, it has to be the plum tomato. It was the real plum tomato from the backyard that you actually blend, and then in here we do the same thing, and then we put all the, all the ingredients as natural as possible. Mm. Then let it sit, and that's actually my mother's recipe, but in Francisco's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the fig and cheese. Mm. The fig and cheese, my grandmother used to actually cook um, different, it was not just figs, it was tomato, it was guava, it was all the different fruits, and she used to put all of them in the, in the pan, I put brown sugar, put a little bit of water, put uh, all the spice, and that was already um, another, you know, of the dishes that we actually put together. And it's great because actually bring that home, and believe it or not, it's one of the main uh, desserts in the in addictive. Um, and then um, a lot of the, the, the rest of the, the, the my, my recipes is actually traveling during the time that I was working in the uh, fashion, fragrance industry, uh, going to many different restaurants and understanding what food was for me, you know, in my life, and then I put it into our kitchen. So a combination of things. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, we have like prosciutto con queso. It's, it's mostly, you're not going to find it anywhere else. It's mostly a tapas that it was created one night that we were actually putting things together. Another um, chef with me. And we actually just took the bread. I don't think it was a, it, it was even a bread. It was just we put a little piece of um, I think it was pita, and then we actually put it together with uh, strawberries, and then we put a piece of cheese and we put um, the prosciutto on top and put it like for seconds inside the oven. We took it out and we were eating, and I was in my in my brain. It was like that's. One of my tapas. You know? <laughs> I love this idea of picking up the flavors and everything as you go along on your journey yes. and putting them into your passion yeah. and, here. And with wine, believe me, is amazing. It's, it gives you a lot of pleasure because um, what makes uh, tapas beautiful is uh, to be able to share, you know, to be able to drink. And when you're drinking wine and you're eating tapas, your conversations are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's community. That's right. Yeah. Which brings us to that point that I'm surprised Lada hasn't given me the eye. Like, you're, as Francisco was talking about food, we're like, oh, we're getting close to that point where 
we try something like the tapas that you have. Mm-hmm. So I think we should try something. And like, talk about some food. Of course. Maybe taste yeah. something. Definitely. Wonderful. We're down for that. <laughs> so we're talking about food here at Addictive. And I'm wondering about the, another location that you have as well. Yeah. Um, Addictive NYC was a dream that came true. Um, I have to say, unfortunately, it came true because of the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> and our landlord um, bought a building in Manhattan, and he offered us the space. Um, and we decided to take the risk. And it has been a big risk, but we are happy in the middle of the, the journey. You know, we, we, especially me, you know, very complicated when you actually manage two kitchens yes. at the same time. And that aren't nearby each other. <laughs> and, uh, and also one in the middle of this Manhattan. Right. I was going to say in the middle of the city, but no, we are in the city in <laughs> Queens as well. Right. True, right. True. <laughs> um, it's in the theater district, right? Yes, it's 46 uh, between 5th and 6th Avenue. Um, actually, I think that opening uh, Manhattan uh, put me into a very hard position in some way, but um, I always love challenge, you know, and it has been a challenge. It's very different from from Queens in terms of uh, consumers. Um, the consumer in, in Queens, it needs more cater. Mm. They want to know who's the owner. They want to talk to the owner. Right. And besides that, they feel very special when the owner is serving them. You know, and mostly, uh, I love Queens maybe more because of that, because I have that touch with the customers mm-hmm. um, and I have more opportunity to teach. Maybe that's why I, um, maybe that's my passion teaching. Um, and you know, now, now that I'm talking about it, yeah. I realize that maybe yeah. that, that is actually um, what I was actually born uh, to do. Uh, teach an epiphany in a in a stylish way. I have to say, <laughs> and bring in all these stylish <laughs> elements. Is the uh, menu in Manhattan the same? It's the same menu. Um, we try to open for lunch, but it's something that is always very complicated for us to do, and more because of pandemic. There's a lot of people that work from home, right? Then and others that you know because of the economy and all those things, they prefer maybe to bring the lunch. Uh, to their um, jobs. In Jackson Heights, it has to be, it's, it's been the same thing. We tried to open for brunch and it's been a challenge, mm-hmm. but I'm taking the challenge again this year. Okay. Are you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, we're going to, uh, Addictive, and Manhattan is Addictive NYC. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Queens is just Addictive. We are trying to just keep it as a Mediterranean tapas. Um, and also because people have the perception that you don't eat or you don't have a nice meal when you're eating tapas. And uh-huh. it's actually wrong because in the tapas you can share. It's the same thing when you're eating a main course and you share the main course. Right. Why you don't share a pasta? Right. You know, you order a main course and you have a spoon and you have two plates. I think it's a much better way to eat Absolutely. than eating a lot, of, a lot of food and drinking a lot of wine. You know, right. it has to be, everything has to be a combination of different things and the system is going to feel better. Ah, I was going to ask, because you mentioned it, how did you fare during the pandemic? Well, we have great friends and people who love um, our food, and they recommend us to um, Wall Center Kitchen. 
and we cooked 56,000 meals during pandemic. And that's why we decided to bring also main courses into our menu uh, in that way we can do deliveries. Because with the top um, menu that we had, um, I was never happy to do uh, takeout because tapa is a combination of ingredients and beauty. And when you actually give that package to a crop up or Uber Eat, they're not going to understand what you're doing. Even when we do a cheese board, the chacut, we tell them, mm -hmm. please just keep it flat. Do not bend, do not actually, oh. because you need to keep the beauty of the dish. Exactly. If not, you destroy everything I did. <laughs> 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 you know, but then um, during the pandemic, that was uh, something that we did. We worked hard. I was cooking 200 pounds of pasta, uh, and I started at 12 noon, and it was 12 midnight, and I was cooking the 200 pounds of pasta. Then I had somebody doing uh, marinara sauce, and I had somebody else cooking um, the vegetables. And uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, we have to start the setup. And by 10 o'clock, 1,000 meals has to be in Fruitvale Avenue. Mm. That's incredible. It is. Yeah. It is. How often are you in the kitchen? Um, how often? I was in the kitchen. Are you in the kitchen? Are you, the, are you in the kitchen now, now or, or no. then? No. Um, right, now, right now, I just put all together, everything together. I buy every single ingredient. I put all the orders together. I buy all the wines. I get together with every single vendor, and I work on the floor as well. And I make sure that every single ingredient is actually perfect in the kitchen. That really like changes the standard and sets things apart from it either is. a hands-off owner or just a chef owner. It's, but yeah, it you is, can it, see it. It is also the amount of money that you save uh, when you actually do all the work that I do. Because if not, it will be impossible to have all this set up with no investors. It's only Patrick and I, and it's our you know, passion, and it's all our dedication and dollars right. into, into this. You know, right. like when you, if you have, like for somebody to do the interior that we actually put together in here, just to design the interior, it's going to be a lot of dollars. You know, and mostly I build everything from scratch. Every single business that we have is the same pattern. And it is the same work, the kitchen. Uh, if I have somebody buying all the ingredients and I don't know what they're buying, you know, and then uh, to return and all those things, I just prefer for me during these years to do the whole platform. And... As we continue, we actually bring new people uh, in with the same passion that I have. The decor here in Addictive is mind-blowing. It's like, wow. It's yeah. incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it, it just it really follows along with the whole feeling of pleasure, joy and pleasure, and having a really good time with beautiful things. Yeah, it um, does. Also, uh, bring you the wines, bring you the vineyard. Uh, the whole concept of the space is the terroir. Terroir is a French word um, that expresses everything that is around the vineyard. And then you have the wood that represents the vines. You have colors uh, in the sofa that you see green is actually the leaf. You have the leather at the bottom that is actually part of notes also in the wine. Uh, but we put a little bit of everything and then my belief is actually the the Buddhas actually bring me peace and then are incorporated into the design because why not? <laughs> you know, you can do you can do eclectic, you right. know. 
Uh, we have some blues that represent the sky. We have a little bit of water running somewhere because that's what made the, the wine good, the terroir. Everything that is around, like that area in the vineyard, let's just say that you have a big vineyard, right? Mm -hmm. You have a lot of lines, you have 50 hectares. Then maybe in this part of the vineyard, you have an elevation, and that elevation has a little river, or maybe it's close to the sea. And all those elements are going to go into the bottle of wine that you're drinking. When you're actually getting notes from the wine, that's what you're looking. Uh, when you're actually smelling the wine, that's what you're actually looking for. Like the, the roots actually connect one next to the other. And then when you actually say flowers, maybe it's lavender, maybe it's in Provence, in France, and then maybe those things are connected and all those aromas are there. And the rest is your memory. You know, like uh, what I was talking at the beginning about my grandmother. My grandmother had a, had a, um, a luggage. And the luggage, uh, she traveled from our town to the capital, you know, to work. She was a maid at that time. And the luggage for me is so special that that was actually what I actually took. And I have it in my house. <laughs> when I was opening the luggage, it was the smell of Dove, the soap. Oh my gosh. Because people used to bring her soaps from the United States as a gift. <laughs> and for me to open in the luggage with that soap that was there for years, it was like, oh my God, oh, she has some uh, lavender flower fresh inside the closet. All those memories as, um, are the ones that makes the wine special and also for people to believe on you because when, when you actually talk about the notes of the wines, a lot of people memorize. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can smell the eucalyptus and this and this. But when you talk about your experience and your nose in life, it's actually what makes the whole thing special with the wine. You don't need to copy cap the, the words that somebody else is actually saying. You need to have your own uh, expression of um, nose and palate. Yeah. It's an education in wine. <laughs> It's incredible. My mind is just going on and on right now because I can think of so many scents that produce memories and how it, important it is to come together and share those memories and have a, like a larger capacity for, for flavor. Definitely. <laughs> we're waiting. I know. So we're all just sitting here salivating and waiting for our treats. <laughs> we're like, where's the food? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to taste right some now, stuff. What, were you, what you're going to taste is the most authentic, uh, addictive uh, tapas. Uh, we're going to start definitely with the meatballs. Meatballs. Oh. And then we're going to continue with the pollo con brie, which is chicken with brie, and then has a chuni uh, of pears on top, um, and honey, and salt. We have a little bit of everything, and the prosciutto con queso. Ah, incredible. It's going to be exciting. So you, this is um, a trip five years ago to Spain um, and we decided to we got together with the company that we were working since we opened the wine shop and um, we say you know we have a dream and the dream is to have our bottle with our label yes and Martinez La Cuesta uh, at that time when we were there they were turning a hundred and one years old producing oh. wine mm. and um, I talked to him and I said, do you think there's a possibility that we get our label in the future? You know, this, um, that was 2018 when we were there. And at that moment, I taste um, just the juice of that production. 
And I say, I think this is amazing and this oh. is my wine. And he said, okay, we, we actually talk about it because you need a specific amount of bottles, you know, in order for us to be able to, to ship uh, to the U.S. And last year, we had the news that the wine that I actually picked, it was going to be able to label addictive. It's incredible. That and it is. has your, your door front yeah. on it. Oh, with it all does. The, yeah, look at that. I draw uh, the door uh, one morning and I say, you know, I would love to put it and say that it's the first crianza made for Jackson Heights. Incredible. Yeah. It is. And um, it's, it's actually uh, right now available. It doesn't stop in, at the counter. <laughs> it sells like, like really good. And then we serve by the glass in Queens and Manhattan and we sell it in the store at retail price. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It looks great. And then the next uh, one uh, close to it uh, is Cava Blanca. Cava is the same process of the champagne, uh, but it's made in Penedes in Spain. Uh, three different grapes. Just in, ca in, in champagne, you mostly have Pinot Noir, Pinot Manier, um, and Chardonnay. Uh, this one is Sarello, Macabeo, Parellada. Those are the grapes that actually makes the Cava. And um, it's, it's a beautiful Cava. It's a reserve. It's a brew reserve. And it's very elegant. The bubbles are beautiful on the palate. Mm. Let's um, taste. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. I'll step a picture. Wow. Ooh, what is that? That's, and, and that one, um, you have uh, mostly uh, the, the chorizo albino. It's a classic chorizo from Spain. Then we actually combine with caramelized onions. You have parsley on top. And then it's the French, uh, the, the baguette at the bottom. Let's take a bite. Let's do that. <laughs> I want some. That's really nice. That's delicious. Mm -hmm. My mouth is full. Yeah. That's yeah. an incredible bite. Really elegant. Really good chorizo and onion. Taste all the flavors. Thank you. Thank you. It really is good. <laughs> we're quiet because we're chewing. I know it. So good. Oh, so delicious. And where is this chorizo from? Uh, that's from Spain. Uh, we work with España. I don't know if you know, um, España has been around for uh, many years in the U.S. They do distribution. And um, probably 50% of the products that we use uh, is coming from them, including all the, some of the cheeses, um, the chorizos, uh, the membrillo. And what would you suggest to pair with this besides the... Oh, it has to be the red. <laughs> the crianza. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's more, you can do any, you can do a great Cabernet Sauvignon um, with fruits, you know, on the finish. Um, uh, but definitely um, Tempranillo, Malbec, it will be great as well. Oh, with Malbec. Yeah, definitely very good. And you can taste right. also the meatballs. That was delicious. Ah, the meatballs. <laughs> That's a great pick. All right, so this is the home recipe meatball. Uh -huh. Go for it. Jump in. You. I'm going to use one of these. Yeah. I am so nice. Pork salsa because I can really get it with a fork. Yes. The meatball mm. that he talked about. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Good. So good. Great so flavor. Yeah. Really amazing. Nice spices. Yeah. Perfect. So good. That is good. 
I'm happy like uh, we're going to continue um, in a few with some other dishes. That's really, really good. Yeah, the, um, the tomato tastes very nice. Yeah. It's very light. Very good. Meatball, too. Is <laughs> it meatball, too? Delicious. That is really good. That is pretty much uh, the taste of uh, fresh freshness. You know, um, I, I, I believe that the food has to be fresh. You know, if you actually put your passion into these things, it has to be like that. And so shareable, so nice. It is. Do you have a favorite menu item? Um, I will say that I like everything in the menu. <laughs> in the, the salad, um, I, I, I love avocado. And then the avocado salad, you know, with that, in, in my house, we also grow with the olive oil, I believe. And um, we used to put, um, it was a brand from Spain, Figaro. And then now we actually put those tastes in, into our food as well. I think, you know, it's very important uh, also the oil that you actually put into the food. Absolutely. And it's going to be so successful if you are using memories and passion because that all comes out in the flavor of the food as well. You can pass that along to the customer definitely you can pass along your own memories definitely mm -hmm. and, and it's important people appreciate um big time when you actually talk about your childhood and you say oh it's my grandmother's recipe yeah you know it's my recipe but it's actually her the first one that put it together you know that way you know not adding you know oil because everything already has oils you know the meat mostly you don't need to add um, a lot of things you know it depends from what country you're actually cooking you know but in my case it was more like that you know we actually eat a lot of vegetables also when we were little and um, but talking about I, I love mushrooms I love asparagus I think those those ingredients I love spinach chickpeas. Oh. You know, um, I think those those things are really good for the body <laughs> healthy stuff uh -huh. healthy good stuff so we could stay here all day long doing this. This is incredible. We have a couple more <laughs> dishes in front of us. This is so good. I can't wait to try them both, but I really want to try that. So please share with what's in, fro what's well, in front of us. What you have in the pollo con brie or chicken with brie, uh, it's mostly a chicken breast uh, that you have marinated uh, with different herbs. And of course, you need salt and pepper. Uh, you have brie cheese at the bottom and then on top you have a chini with uh, pears and um, spice but you also have a little bit of the piquillo from Spain mm. um, and then we use honey wow. um, and the other one is the that's the like a chutney uh-huh chutney. Yeah. Yes, chutney. Um, and then you have um, the prosciutto con queso mm. I gave you um, before uh, what is background is the background is it's just the um, I love in when I was working in the fashion industry in Sac Fifth Avenue, there was one salad that has chicken and has brie and has pear. And then that was the creation of my tapa. Wow. Bringing back it's my delicious. memories from that salad. <laughs> I love it. I salad. love your salad <laughs> memory because this is so good. Salad on baguette. Yes. And, it's and wonderful. It, it looks pretty also yeah. on, on plate. And it's something that you can share. You know, like you come in a group of three, four, you know, we actually add one more. Uh, the same thing with the prosciutto con queso. The prosciutto con queso is when I was with my other chef friend and we were uh, tasting, eating different things and talking. and said, let's just put this um, prosciutto with uh, some um, strawberries and then we put it in the oven 
And that was actually the beginning of that amazing tapa. And th that's the background, and nobody else has uh, those tapas in their menu. It's actually our own original imagination. Out of everything that I ate, and I don't want to say this about the meatball, but I have to say that strawberry with prosciutto and the cheese, that bite is incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible thing. And bite. with the wine, it's going to oh. be amazing. You know, you can do red, you can do mostly mm. with the prosciutto con, con queso, you can actually do rosé, you can do red. With the chicken, it's much better to do a white or a rosé, but no red. Francisco, this is such, such a treat. Look at you, it's so good. I'm destroyed. I am today. destroying like the prosciutto Don't and strawberry. You look like you're having a good time though. I'm with having it. a great time this over is, here. We're like elbow deep in, <laughs> in tapas Fingers here. are sticky with so tapas. This is really, really good. Well, Francisco, tell the listeners what's next or just any final words that you'd like to share with them. Come eat here, obviously. Well, I, I will say that the most important thing is to be happy. And when you eat good food and drink good wine, uh, your soul and your heart and your whole body is actually in that mood of happiness. Then you can actually experience that in Addictive. You can mm -hmm. come to Addictive right here in 8701 Northern Boulevard in Jackson Heights. Or you can go to our location uh, in New York City that is 19 West 46, and it's between 5th and 6th Avenue. You can come also to Addictive Boutique Winery that it was the first um, business that we have. Uh, we have about 300 different SKUs from all over the world, picked by me. Um, and, and pretty much like very happy that you guys uh, have a moment of experience uh, of our creation and um, in our space. Thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my mouth is full, I'm chewing, trying to like, I'm like, we experienced it. Everything he just said, we've experienced it today. We really did. I'm like feeling this. What was this with the chat? Pollo combri. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you had that salad many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> All of it. Delicious. Louder. Yeah. Stay adventurous and support your local eateries. Peace and love. Follow us on Instagram. Queen's Chamber on all of our social media platforms. And until you hear our voices again in this amazing music by Spencer, That's right. we are out. Thank you so much. Thank you.